Hey devs, you're tuning into the debug log number 62. So today's episode is another really good one. We have an interview with a community manager here at Sprockets, uh, and that's Janine Donk. And in this episode, she talks about her experiences as a community manager. She goes into the good, the bad, and the ugly about this field. So if you ever had questions about what community management is, uh, how it relates to community development, marketing, psychology. We go into all of that. Um, it's a it's a really interesting show, and I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. I won't uh, I won't linger any further, so I'll we'll jump right into it. So without further ado, this is the debug log episode 62. Sometimes we have a people and we're in the interview and we say okay bye to close the show. <laughs> <laughs> they just hang up. And sure, sure. We, yeah, we don't have the opportunity to say you know, thank you or, or no or problem. Else. That's assuming you want to say thank you. <laughs> we, <laughs> will, we, will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we hang up like, oh, where'd we go? <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. All right, cool. I'm ready. Today we have a very special guest, uh, someone I'm working with, me and Ryan are both working with uh, at, you know, quote unquote, Sprockets here. Uh, and that is Janine Dong, who is a community manager uh, here at Sprockets. Uh, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Janine. Hello, hello. And thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of this. Of course. Yeah, we've got like a lot of good response from our community. Uh, we have like a, a Facebook group called the Debug Lounge, and a lot of people are like really excited to hear what you have to say about community management. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, get a little background about where Janine's coming from, her career background, you know, how she got into games. So uh, could you explain to us just a little bit about your background and how you got into community management? Yeah. So my background, I... I kind of always knew I wanted to be a part of the gaming industry, and so that's where it all started because I grew up playing games, and I'm sure that's something most everyone probably says. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, oh, it all started with Super Mario Brothers, right, and Duck Hunt. <laughs> I'm sure that's the overused uh, uh, fond memory. But anyway, I got started actually in editorial. Um, I started out as a freelance journalist and did some editorial content for um, a creative services company. And I moved into public relations for a little bit. And as what some people like to describe as moving from the dark side to the light, <laughs> I stumbled into community management um, and have been doing that for the past six years, actually. Mm -hmm. And I've found it to be fun challenging <laughs> and very, very different depending on where it is you're doing community management. And so I've been, I started community management on the games media side at 1UP and IGN. And I then found myself moving into the developer side of a community management with uh, Kabam. And after Kabam, I worked at Nexon, and then I had a little stint outside of games, and I realized how much I actually missed being in games, so I made a return. Um, and 
now I'm here at quote unquote sprockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was reading your, I was kind of being a stalker and reading your LinkedIn a little while ago. Of course, ago. And of course. <laughs> and it's just like really extensive amount of experience in community management and with a lot of different studios doing different things. So that was really cool to see how much background you had in it. Uh, but first, I, I think I shouldn't, uh, you know, we shouldn't presume or I shouldn't presume that a lot of our listeners may not know exactly what community management is. Sure. Can you like give us your definition of what community management is? Yeah. So my my definition of community management is basically I am trying to manage not only the community, which is typically understood as the players of the games, but also uh, the development teams and the different things that they would like to offer to the community. And so you kind of have to be the in-between and the bridge be and the main channel of communications between both parties being like, okay, well, this is what they're saying about this. And of course you kind of have to deliver it in a very diplomatic way to both parties. <laughs> so as not to hurt anyone's feelings and also to ensure that you're delivering a very kind of, you know, you want to be unbiased. One really important thing about being a community manager is to remain, try to remain unbiased and to be able to understand where players are coming from and also where the development team is coming from and why they're instituting these changes or designing a game the certain in a certain way that they are gotcha. so so you're, you're like literally the man in the middle or man or woman in the middle just like between the two. yeah basically um and sometimes you don't always win all of your battles what it is is you're just trying to get to a happy compromise gotcha cool so what would you actually describe as like i guess the mission statement for the community manager when they are dealing with their i guess the general <laughs> community or the players versus you know when they're dealing with the game developers mission statement well this is well i mean this needs I, this, to be my tagline now. You'll yeah. <laughs> be remembered so, for this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so much pressure. Goodness. Well, like I said, well, I think I have to just go back to what I said before. And I kind of always want to be maintain an unbiased viewpoint, maintain, you know, because it's really easy to be highly invested and get emotionally attached to whatever you're working on, especially with regards to games or product, what have you, as well as being extremely emotionally connected to the persons you're speaking to, whether they're your community of players or whether it's the dev team you're embedded into. So you kind of have to always elevate yourself above that and try to look at the bigger picture because (laughs) <laughs> that's the only way you're not going to lose yourself and be able to look at the what everyone is saying um, without getting caught up in it, in, in it emotionally. And so yeah, I it, guess I'm devoid of emotions. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> just be a robot. It's fine. <laughs> um, hey, do you do you find it hard to move between the two realms? Like, you, do, you know, do you have to take it? Like, I know there's probably a perspective shift between yeah. the two, but you know, like, so like when I, you're dealing with a you know, the community, do you have to like? I mean, like, how? Do, I guess you know, how do you think about that versus with a developer? Is there like a distinct switch or one thing you know you do differently like when moving between those two environments? Or I feel like I can be way more candid with the development team because mm-hmm. we're all internal. And then with the players, you have to be very careful in what you communicate because much like when you're a politician, everything can be thrown back in your face when you least expect it to. So <laughs> I am just very, very careful <laughs> with 
what I communicate, who I communicate with on the community side. Yeah, that makes, I, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense because uh, people could just start running with something, I guess. Absolutely. And you say, oh, no, 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 that's not the context. That's not what I meant. And, you yeah, know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And so I, that's kind of where my PR background comes into play because I'm mm-hmm. always thinking about, okay, you know, I, here's what I want to say. Now, what if someone, what can people take out of context, right? I have to make sure to be very, very careful in that messaging. Um, And you, I mean, a lot, there are a lot of community managers that try to take the buddy-buddy approach. But one thing I've experienced in my past is even if you try to take that buddy-buddy approach, they always see you as connected to the company. So if something goes wrong, they have no qualms with like turning on you. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, basically, man. it's like, oh my gosh, okay, who are you? <laughs> You're a completely different person. I feel, I feel like like a jilted lover or something. You yeah. betrayed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, they take it personally, right? And yeah. I mean, that just goes to show how invested some players are in the game, and which is something that we should be so thankful for. But mm-hmm. still, it's very hard for for them to, you know, separate that emotional connection, and so it kind of bleeds over into the relations with a community manager sometimes. Okay. Um, Janine, uh, mm-hmm. quick question. When, when, like, how do you interact with the community? Is it through, like, emails that they send you guys mm-hmm. or uh, social media platforms like Facebook or your Twitter There's accounts? actually a bunch, all of the above. So our primary form of communication with players at large will, of course, be the forums the message boards. Um, and then we'll also be speaking to them on social media fronts, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Snapchat, uh, Twitch, right? Um, additionally, emails are uh, part of the program as well, but they're saved for very special circumstances (laughs) (laughs) as well as even telephone calls (laughs) interesting for real trolls or no not even real trolls yes there we go (laughs) we we reserve those very very those one-on-one experiences for vip players (laughs) cool actually um i want to stop you just a second uh because we were going to get into we're going to get into like more of the tool set i guess that you guys use Mm -hmm. a little further in the episode so eduardo kind of jumped the gun so sorry shame on you eduardo (laughs) but anyway i I wanted to jump back to what you were talking about like that buddy buddy feeling that you Mm -hmm. know community managers have with their player base and with their community Mm -hmm. and i also wanted to i guess transition or or pivot and ask you the same thing for i guess the developer side like yeah do you have that same buddy buddy or you know do you have to build rapport with your developers you feel like that's an advantage or disadvantage or you know how does that play in like the emotional ties you have with your developers and being able to communicate diplomatically with them yeah yeah so this is going to change from community manager to community manager my style is obviously going to be different from from anyone else you ask so i'll first answer the developer side so for me i feel like being successful at a job is being able to communicate with all of the people that i'm working with and being able to communicate with them positively and that's kind of why i'm a real social butterfly in the office because i want to make sure i'm familiar with the persons i will be working with and also i understand what they do and exactly what they're working on and what contributions they're making because then when i have to speak to the team i can speak from experience and it's not like oh i don't know what you're doing and i don't know how to how to you know, 
put this argument in a way so that I can provide context, relevant context to you. Because, for example, you may see something in the forums um, and people are just shitting on whatever, right? And you're like, oh my God, why are they so upset? Um, and unless I understand and can explain to you exactly what it is, uh, it's going to be hard for you to understand why they're so upset because it also takes understanding how a player interacts, I guess, or perceives the particular feature they may be upset with. Um, and so, again, going back, I just try to understand where everyone is coming from. So it's, I feel, in short, it's really important to know who I'm working with and build rapport with them. Because also, one thing, it's a social economy, it's social, uh, what, what is that word? Um, commodity. <laughs> social commodity, if I have rapport with you and I ask you for a favor and we, we're, you know, we're, we're work friends, you're going to be more inclined to be nice and maybe accept it versus if I come out That's of nowhere. That's what think. Just kidding. What's that? <laughs> no, just kidding. Go ahead. But whereas if I'm coming out of nowhere and you don't know who I am and you're like, oh, who's this? And why are you just now coming to talk to me? Oh, you only come to talk to me when you have a problem. So I don't want to have that experience, right? That's true. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. And I think it, it, the same is even uh, the case with like developer programmers and engineers. Like when someone mm -hmm. just comes randomly to us and yeah. asks us for a favor, it's yeah. kind of it's much more difficult to do that favor, you know, without oh, sure. being upset or, or without. I mean, I, you know, and I always try to whenever I talk to anyone, um, I try to offer is like, if you need me to do anything, if you have any questions, you know, I'm always mm -hmm. here. Feel free to open. I mean, feel free to speak to me. Come to me. I'm always open. So I just yeah try to return the favor. I don't want to only have conversations with people when it's uh, about a bug, for example, right? Gotcha, cool. She's just she's um, just nicer than you, Avina. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely more social than I. That's for sure. That's true. I think she beats all engineers almost. <laughs> I'm a back end engineer. We just sit in a closet and code. <laughs> Uh, so one thing I wanted to get into is, uh, I think there might be, at least for me, there's a little, I guess, ambiguity or misconceptions or vagueness about the difference between community development and community management. And I was yeah. wondering if you can go into that and are sure. they two hand in hand? Or you... yeah. <laughs> for, for me, one of the reasons why I tend to err on the side of community development is because um, it lends itself to more broad thinking <laughs> and broader set of responsibilities. Because I think that the older definition and what a lot of uh, people who have been in the industry for a while feel that community management is, is just forums, um, which it obviously is not. It has grown to expand to social media as well as influencer marketing. And so that's kind of why I prefer to <laughs> describe what I do as community development and social media strategy, because that's exactly what it is. You're thinking even before a game uh, goes into soft launch or goes into global launch, you're thinking about, okay, what is the type of community I want to build? What is who, who makes up the community and what types of games are they already playing and what kind of games do we want them to be playing, right? So it's not just a lot of community management, early community management was they didn't think about this before. They waited until they had a product and then they saw what they had to work with instead of cultivating it before. And so that's kind of why I prefer 
community development or <laughs> community management. So I guess you work a lot with the uh, marketing team or do. you guys do the marketing? Um, so I am integrated into the marketing team and I'm one facet of marketing. So there's within marketing, there's user acquisition, um, product marketing, or pr product market management, <laughs> like product marketing. <laughs> You got this. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> Product. Okay, I can't get it for some reason. <laughs> we'll just put it in the show notes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's too many. It's like PMM. That's what I call it for short because I always right get tongue twisted by it. <laughs> and then there's community management. Um, and so naturally, I mean, we are marketing community, you know, community development does include like marketing to the community, right? We handle the messaging across like all social media and communication, general communication on the forums. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it doesn't always live under marketing. Let me just let you, <laughs> let you know, uh -huh. <laughs> sometimes it will live under, for example, customer service, um, or sometimes it will just be its own little uh, department. And so actually at Sprockets is one of the few places where I, community in general rolls under marketing. And I actually prefer it that way because I feel it's really important for community anything to be ingrained in what's going on with the rest of the marketing initiatives. Because you need to know like, okay, on what channels are they planning to spend their money? Um, what people are they trying to reach out to, right? Um, and also, what are the um, key features they're planning to uh, lead with so that you can integrate that into your content plan as well? Oh, man, she dropped some knowledge right there. Yeah, I, <laughs> so. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super interested in this because um, I tried to do uh, the... Facebook part of the debug log mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm interested. What do you guys do for uh, like user acquisition and that kind of things? Because one thing that I noticed is that mm -hmm. people do a lot is like uh, screenshots of their games or um, videos, small videos. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it really depends on what your product is and everyone has a different vision, but <laughs> I was actually having this conversation with our in-house graphic designer earlier last week about my vision for the content I want on Facebook and Instagram, especially because those those channels are more image-heavy. Uh -huh. And because when mm -hmm. I compare what other games are doing on both of those channels, I'm not impressed, and it looks really sloppy. <laughs> and I, I got you, yeah, yeah. It's almost like they didn't really think about it. They actually just did it because they had to. It wasn't like they felt they they it didn't they didn't they don't show any pride in what they show what they're displaying and what they're posting on those channels. And so I have this completely other approach I want to uh, instill, especially because I have the use of our graphic designers, which is also um, awesome. a nice uh, uh, plus that a lot of community <laughs> managers don't have at their disposal or, <laughs> or to utilize. And so a lot of it comes down to really focused campaigns. Like what is it about the game? Like what feature do you really want to focus on? For example, when you're launching a game, is it the PVP? Is it 
I don't know, like uh, this particular weapon or is it this particular character? And you need to kind of, what I like to do is I build campaigns around, mini campaigns around those. So if it's a new character, I start with first teasers. And then, um, actually, let me back up. Even before then, I start to pull the community and I drop soft hints like, oh, uh, you know, if we were to have a new character, what would you want it to look like? And I kind of uh, drop uh, very, uh, I'm, they're very, very pointed suggestions, basically, right? Uh -huh. It's like, it's like, to oh, guide them, to kind of guide them. Yeah, to yeah. See. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, trying okay. to say, gotcha. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it starts yeah, there, right? And then I'll drop a teaser. A couple of teasers, I, you know, they'll be just, uh, they might just be words or, or something, something creative or a muddled image. And then I'll kind of have the community try to guess at what it is, right? Uh -huh. And then I'll, then the reveal will come. And I'll be like, oh, look, this is what, and it makes them think that, oh my God, I'm giving away my secrets. But yeah, going you back, are, you're giving all the secrets <laughs> to community but, management. But, but going back <laughs> to that polling, it makes it seem like we really listen to them, right? Because I dropped those guided suggestions. And it's like, oh my gosh, wow, this is what yeah. we asked for. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that yeah. hint reminded me uh, in Mortal Kombat X, I think it is, mm -hmm. uh, Ed Boon posted on, on Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, like boots of the, of the players saying sure. like, this is going to be the, the next players that we're going to have in Mortal Kombat before they released all the characters. Mm -hmm. And people were interacting a lot, like trying to guess and uh, that really get them into thinking that they're going to uh, be part of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having people interact with your posts on Facebook is exceptionally important because if they are not interacting with your content, then Facebook has this weird algorithm that where your updates don't show up on their feed anymore, regardless of yeah. whether you, they're still subscribed to you or not. And so you want to keep that constantly engaged and, and clicking something, liking something, commenting somewhere. Mm, interesting. I didn't know that one. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, that, was, that was very interesting to hear because it, it definitely sounds like that like your role has much more of a binding between like a, a lot more parts of the company than I thought. Like, as you know, like you said, like old school community managers, they were more managers than developers that uh, I worked with. Yeah. Like you said, it's kind of like the forums thing. And they'd be mm -hmm. saying, like, here's what they said and maybe we should do this. And here's, okay, well, here's our response, filter it type of thing. But it's like, it seems like you're actually this sort of nexus of a feedback loop between like you were saying, community development and development to marketing and marketing may say, well, we like this, focus it back over development says, okay, maybe we can give you a little more in that direction. Mm -hmm. And then you say, Hey, guess what? And so it's, it's really cool to kind of see how you're sort of like, you know, traffic controller for all that. <laughs> just trying to like sort of, you know, mold a message between all those groups. So. Yeah. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I like working at Sprockets is because everything, it's kind of, it's a, everything feeds into each other. And I have to admit that not all companies operate this way. And it makes it really hard for a community manager to do their job when, to, when for example, they're not allowed to be embedded in development teams or they're kind of siloed away from all mm -hmm. of that. And they only learn about um, features, new features that are going into the game right before they're about to launch. In right, right. Yeah. Cool. Um, Janine, um, going back to the before Ovina gets angry, um, going back to the uh, appease uh, him yeah, uh, to the Facebook uh, interactions with your with your uh, players. You do uh, 
guys, uh, do you always do that strategy like uh, giving hints, but you already know what you're going to do? Or you do actually say, hey, we have these options. Which one do you want to implement? Or which character do you want from here? And do you actually implement what they suggested? So you have to be very careful. So if you leave it as open-ended suggestions, then you can't deliver on those. So I try to be very, very careful with those because you you need to continually gain trust from the community. And one of the reasons you can do that is by actually delivering on what you say you can, uh, whether how small or how big it is. And so you want to maintaining trust with your community is constantly delivering on what on what you're communicating with them. And so, yes, it's all basically everything you just, all of those uh, scenarios you just listed, I, I do use them all. <laughs> I, I, I experiment with them. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was thinking, uh, if you always say, hey, uh, which one do you want to look like? Uh, how do you want the player to look like? And then you show like whatever you had uh, already created, they're like, oh, my opinion really doesn't matter. But if you alternate that with sometimes like actually implementing what they want from a set of options that you have, sure. yeah, that you actually uh, have them involved in the development of the game. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to do that, except sometimes development teams are difficult. <laughs> yeah. Never, so... never. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if it is, if we are going to open up or are going to have open suggestions with the community, then I have to have complete buy-in from the development team. And, gotcha. and yeah. I have to have it in writing. It has to be contractual because I, ha I have to be able to hold them to it. Right. Yeah. But that's why I try not to do that often because I know there are a lot of other uh, priorities that come into play uh, unannounced, right. By mm -hmm. surprise. So I, I try not to do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess, I guess to do that, you should, uh, you need permission of like, the executive or something, or the people that make the decisions. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not like, okay. Unless it's something small, right? Like, oh, I want snow in the game for Christmas, right? Something yeah, small, we can deliver on that. Or, oh, that's this weapon. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. it'll kidding. kill frame rate. We can't do that. Exactly. Oh, okay, see? Another thing I can't deliver on. <laughs> <laughs> or, or let's say for uh, St. Patty's Day, we turn one of the characters all green, right? Yeah. There sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's like much that. better. <laughs> oh, swap. We got this. Yeah, says the developer, and now you're in conflict with the designers. <laughs> That's true. But it's just for a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so you guys talked about a lot of a lot of good stuff. <laughs> so, which is actually bringing the question, like, some of the, our listeners may be thinking, like, how do I get into a role like this? Do I need to be a marketing major? Do I need to have some, some like, grasp on psychology or something? Like, what, oh, what do you need wow. to go, like, in higher education? Like, what steps yeah. need to be taken to get well, this kind of role? There's definitely no four-year degree <laughs> that you should aim for if you want to get into community management. Community management is actually a lot of common sense and wits. Um, one thing you should focus on is being a creative writer, um, as well as, you know, understanding general marketing. Um, but marketing, of course, is also a little bit of understanding some very simple human psychology. 
Uh, <laughs> so I guess like, yeah, if you really wanted to take courses to prepare for community management, I would highly suggest writing courses. Um, take some, if they offer courses in public relations, that's also really, really helpful. Um, and just, I don't know. One thing is you want to be personable also. So that's something you can't fix sometimes because it's just mm. built into your personality. So yeah. right on. <laughs> outside of outside of academics, are there any sort of like, you know, I don't know, groups, organizations, activities? I know you'd mentioned writing for like an activity mm-hmm. or something like that. But because uh, like from an engineering perspective, yeah. there's a lot of engineering jobs, but, you know, games could be kind of hard to get into. So yeah. it, it wasn't just getting that degree kind of like you're saying. It's like, oh, it definitely helps. But it was like, oh, I needed to go seek out like the, I guess the like minded, you know, and like, so are there any like groups you know, or meetups or anything you'd like to recommend? You th- um, that's just- so I am a very uh, hermetic community manager, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in that I don't really like going to those groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- Fair enough. <laughs> because <laughs> I. And this is just me personally. I don't find I drive very well with them. <laughs> Interesting. So, um, that's well, my- no, I, I I totally get you because some people there get a little overzealous, and sometimes yes. yeah, it's like yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, or, or yeah, or they're yeah, they're, they're just to like sort of like you know you want to talk to them about it. Thanks for saying it for me, Ryan. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> so you're overzealous. Like, they're like trying to get a job, or like you know, and they're student and they want input, and that's fine. But you so a lot of times you don't well, find enough professionals. That. No, not even that. It's not the students. It's other community managers. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah, that are overzealous. <laughs> And basically, I mean, they take their job too seriously. Um, and it's like, whoa, hold on. This is just a job. Uh, what do you mean by taking your job too seriously? As well, far as it, I mean, like jackasses or what is it? <laughs> no, no. It's more like, you know, especially within mobile games. Uh, well, so there's a difference between console community the console community management and mobile games community management. The main difference with console community management is that a lot of, you know, console games, you're working with an IP that people in general are already familiar with and already passionate about, knowledgeable about, uh, connected to. And with mobile games, you you may be working with a brand new IP that no one has ever heard of and it may not live longer than a year, right? So it's constantly, you're constantly going through, through IPs, right? So... Um, sometimes community managers that come that are familiar with that console uh, uh, reputation or just what console games uh, offer their their players, they try to bring that over to mobile games and they get a little too emotionally involved and like take it really hard when a game starts to falter and and they're, it's going to be sunset, right? And so that can kind of sometimes get in the way. Um, and when you're having conversations with them, they just take it to heart. <laughs> uh, they take it a little too seriously, and it's like just, just chill out, chill out. It's it's just stuff. <laughs> it's just the economy of of games. Uh, not everyone's. I know you put your heart and soul into it. Maybe you shouldn't have put so much of it in. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah. I don't know. I'm maybe also I'm not as big of a uh, internet nerd. Also, so <laughs> some of the jokes they 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 uh, try to 
Land, don't hit with me. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> I have not Didn't watched... you see the meme? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, exactly. I have not watched that YouTube video either. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just... I mean, I like talking to Obina. <laughs> I'm not a community manager. No, but that's what I'm saying. I, I okay, like I see it. what you're saying. No, there's one person at the office at least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Actually, uh, we were since we were talking about like how to become a community manager, I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, there's like this misconception, at least for me, that I've heard of like community managers or community development that that's realm of, you know, the aspect of game development and working at a game studio can be sometimes seen as like the a gateway into game the gaming uh, industry and yeah. and like whether <laughs> <laughs> and whether like I guess the question is like whether is it is it a field that people go into to just get an in industry and then divert like diverge away uh, from it or is it So I can only speak from my experience so let me just tell you I never wanted to make games I never want to make games I enjoy playing and I only want to be a player now I definitely want to contribute to the game space and that's why I am a community manager I want to contribute <laughs> but I don't <laughs> want to make games and so that's me personally however I have run into community managers who do treat this job as a foot in the door into design, game design. Okay. And yeah, one thing is that there's kind of this stigma with community managers and customer support um, or customer service persons um, where they're kind of thought as the lower crust of the game industry and they're not taken seriously. And so if you're thinking to get into game design by going through customer service or community management, I would highly recommend you not to do that <laughs> because it's going to be basically this uphill battle um, of you constantly trying to prove to everyone that you are competent and you're not just a fan boy or girl because you can, yeah, a lot of people who look at community managers feel that way. Like oh, this Actually, was just yeah, someone. This was just someone who came, who was like an avid member of the forums, and now they they uh, moved yeah. up to moderator, and now they got a job, right? So, mm -hmm. so you're saying like the stigma comes from this idea that everyone that's working in this field is basically someone who was just on the forums mm -hmm. and just yeah, got there, which by is chance. not the case. Okay, <laughs> anymore. It's it's like changed in the past ten what ten years actually yeah it's been changing very very rapidly over in the past ten years. Right I, yeah I I believe that because like what you, we were describing at the beginning of the show there's no way who somebody who just like trolls around on the forums and plays the game like sixteen hours a day is going to do that so. Yeah. yeah so. Can can you go into a little bit more detail like some of the some of the negative effects of this stigmatized, I guess, version of the community manager yeah. that you've experienced or you know yep. about or heard about? Um, so in my experiences, again, I mentioned that community managers, um, that's, that department is typically siloed away from development. Um, that's an obvious extension of, oh, we don't want them to be a part of it because we don't think they're important enough to have to know this early in advance what we're planning to implement to the game. Or it's just a, a misunderstanding um, on their end that it's really important for, you know, the lines of communication have to be open at all times. And any communication you, uh, you know, that are going to product owners should, should just be shared with us as well <laughs> mm -hmm. so that we are aware. Um, and it's, 
it's kind of, I guess, so I talked with my boyfriend about this, and he's also in games, and it's kind of funny because he also had a bad outlook of uh, community managers, and I, I mean, when we started dating, I was a community manager, and so I was, I, I always think back, it's like, oh, hey, you kind of like. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, and he still has this, um, he still has this outlook for community managers, um, and it's, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's because I think the most of the community managers that he's interacted with and some of the ones I've interacted with sustain that fanboy or fangirl mentality and how they act and how they speak um, internally with, uh, you know, development teams. And it's, you have to kind of take a more pref- professional approach if you're trying to make, uh, to institute change or trying to get something for the community, right? You have to treat it as like a business profile um, or a business case. And there are a lot of community managers who are still struggling to get to that level because it's easy to communicate with the players at large because you can just be like, you know, there's no business cases you have to put behind that. You don't have to delve into analytics and numbers and whatnot and, and, attribute like okay this is how much money this is going to make or not make if you make these changes right and so that's another reason why community managers aren't taken seriously is because they're struggling to wrap their heads around how to leverage numbers in general to validate their strategies and their content and within mobile gaming specifically for example, product managers are really important because everything is number-based for them because it all, it's all comes down to revenue, right? And so, for example, if you think about if a company is planning to slim down the company, who are they going to keep and who are they going to cut? Well, of course, they're going to aim to keep the persons who can attribute mon- or, you know, money, value in dollars to what they're doing. Whereas community managers, I mean, they're getting better about it now, but like five years ago, oh, we, uh, we, we can't, we don't work in numbers because it's all like very quantitative and feelings and emotions, right? That's, uh, sorry. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, it was, it's kind of funny that that was the, I guess, mentality around community managers as far as like the first to slim. When you would mm-hmm. think like that, that connection and the cohesion between player and game needs to be solid and needs to be, I guess, not a I lot of companies view it that yeah, way. Exactly. Not a lot I, of companies think, view it that way. I would think as a community manager, more like as the voice of the of the of, of the company to their community. Nope, nope. So. You're disposable. <laughs> You're disposable. <laughs> Absolutely disposable. We are the low, one of the lowest paid, <laughs> lowest paid professions. Um. You know, <laughs> by the way, we speaking... call we call Janine jaded Janine at work. So that's no, I called myself is. jaded. And now you call me jaded. I that's know true. I'm jaded. I <laughs> and now I will call you jaded. So. And, now... <laughs> and, and it rhymes. It's alliteration. It sounds good. Yeah, jaded exactly. <laughs> JJ. <laughs> Uh, um, so I, yeah, I want to go Go ahead. Were you yeah. saying something? No, no, no. I'm not sure where I was going now, but <laughs> go ahead. Um, okay, so I wanted to go, just keep diving deep into this stigmatized version of the community manager because it's really interesting. And I was wondering, like, what is what do you see as the, I guess, the epitome or the pinnacle of, you know, the community manager? Like, what's the highest career, I mean, position that guy or woman can reach in their yeah, career that's as a, community a good manager. question. That's a good question. I think the community, uh, the community, community. 
is <laughs> <laughs> still trying to figure that out themselves. Um, President of the United States. Yeah, <laughs> elect. <laughs> That's true. If you can, I'll, write, I'll start just... writing letters to President-elect Trump so that he can <laughs> define this for us because he is a businessman. <laughs> but um, I think that's something that's still being figured out by mm -hmm. community managers in general. And you know what's interesting is actually I find a lot of community managers don't aspire to be to to move up. They like being remaining connected at that ground level with their players. And so uh, that's, I mean, that might be one of the reasons why it's not as defined because not a, a lot of people are, are continuing down a dedicated community management um, career path. A lot of them perhaps move into um, like heads of customer support or into marketing perhaps, but it's very rare, I think. I haven't met a lot of people that are like heads of strictly community management if anything they would be heads of community which involves both customer support social media marketing um and co community relations right mm -hmm. and so i've seen heads of community or director of community no ceo of community or not ceo but like Chief of community. <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> if anything, it just rolls under marketing, right? It would roll under the, the head honcho of marketing and just be a branch of that. Cool. So uh, sticking with like career growth and, and of the community manager, I wonder like as you're, I guess, going from studio to studio or, you know, jumping from, I guess, game to game is, does platform play a huge part in like the viability of someone in community management to get another job in community management when switching like from say, you know, web to mobile or, you know, console to mobile or, you know, to VR um, or something like that? Well, yes and no. You should have a good understanding of the tendencies for, I think it's not, uh, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if I would describe it as platform, but for example, console, you, I would approach it, I would approach it as the difference between mobile gamers, console gamers, um, because uh, mobile gamers, for example, touches upon a huger demographic than console gamers, for example, because everyone owns a mobile phone, right? Your mm. grandma, your aunt, your dad, your uncle. And let's say they tend, they skew a little older. They're in their 40s to 50s to 60s, and they all have mobile phones, right? Which means they all have access to the App Store or Google Play, which means they also have access to games, right? And so these are persons who may not have been playing, who may not have grown up with console games. And so their understanding and expectations for what they're experiencing um, in mobile games is completely different from what a console gamer would expect from a, a game in general, right? And so I think it's really important to have those understandings because you also need to be able to communicate at um, to those different demographics, right? I can't break out like uh, what's some hip game or console gaming slang? I don't know. You, you help me out here. <laughs> I have no idea. Some some hip game gaming slang. Like, you know, like what, if you're if you're uh, playing Call of Duty and you you I don't know. Do people headshot still use frag stuff? fragging? Like head... I don't know. Fra <laughs> oh, like headshots, fragging stuff. Like, I, get, I see what you're saying. Oh, lol, GLHF. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Elite. So I 
<laughs> yeah, so I can't go and use that same language with mm -hmm. if I want to reach the masses on mobile, right? Because they're going to be like, what the heck is this? It's just going to be alienating <laughs> to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh my God, this is like my 12-year-old son talking. I don't want I don't want to have anything to do with this. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how long do you think that's going to last? Because like uh, now younger generations are all used to uh, games not like mm -hmm. uh, other people so yeah yeah for sure um well i mean you're just gonna have to change your language but you should always be when you're writing any messaging i feel like it should be accessible to anyone regardless of whether they're a gamer or not gotcha yeah yeah Cool. So actually, this this uh, conversation also brings another question about like the because you know we're talking about old and young and you know mm -hmm. hip and not hip, I guess. But like <laughs> the changing faces of community, like uh, we were talking, I guess, early in the episode about how you know the the old version of community management and just being on forums and how we mm -hmm. used to just always whenever we wanted to get like information about a game, we would always just go to like some magazine or we pick up you know go to oh yeah some store oh, and get the good old and, days. <laughs> exactly the good old days of just like hearing it on the magazine but now you know you have a lot of people that are you know posting personal blogs they have youtube channels yep. twitter streams or twitter um mm -hmm. channels whatever reddit you know there's so many different platforms that people can talk about your game and give yep. feedback and give advice about or you know just gripe yep. about your game a lot how more do work you for deal me. have to find those <laughs> <laughs> the hunt yeah, so, down <laughs> can you go into a little bit more detail like how that that battle is i guess dealing with these new this new face even like with vr and how this is you know this up and coming i guess uh medium that you're gonna have to start dealing with well it's the internet as a whole actually <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> The internet as a whole, you're, I mean, you just basically have to keep your eyes open. I mean, there are tools that you can use, listening tools, such as like Salesforce has Marketing Cloud that you can use and you can plug in your um, your game name and certain keywords and it will quote unquote listen across the internet to see where buzz is coming from and what is being said. So you do have, it's not like you're going out there uh, with nothing. Mm -hmm. So there are cool. tools that you can utilize to try to track down. Okay. Well, especially if you're trying to do competitor research also, you can find out where they're speaking. Like, are they more on Reddit or are they actually on the company's um, forums and social media channels? Are they on Instagram? Are, where are they? Right. They have, they definitely have tools. There are tools available to community managers now that they can utilize to find that more easily than having to just do a Google search, for example. Or going to Twitter and typing in hashtags. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. So, but, but is that a tool that uh, is only available for uh, like really profitable companies or? Like yeah, yeah. They mm. tend to be pricey. Um, <laughs> they they're definitely not free. Gotcha. And yeah, the <laughs> they're definitely not free, and they are expensive, and. Um, not only community managers use it, but marketing professionals in general. Gotcha. So in the game developers, keep working hard. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. That's too funny. Uh, well, uh, speaking of like the tools and I guess the tool set of a community manager, you, you mentioned Salesforce, but what about like like skill set slash, I think we've touched on this a little bit, but just mm -hmm. like their skill set necessary, the mentality necessary to be successful as a community manager. For one, you have to have skin as thick as stone. <laughs> you can't be 
you just have to learn to let things roll off your back. <laughs> Take nothing personally, whether it's coming from the community or internally. Um, you just, like I said, operate with no emotions, <laughs> but yet try, yet try to empathize with everyone. Mm -hmm. Basically, no one cares what you feel as a community manager, but you have to care about how everyone else feels. Jeez. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> Sounds exhausting. <laughs> and real. on that note, no one wants to become a community manager now. No. <laughs> no, this is the real talk that people want to hear, which is good. So mm -hmm. that's yeah, that's interesting. It's, really it's a, just it, it's a thankless, like at least a lot of okay. I do have to say when I started in community management on games media, the games media side, that was one of the most fulfilling and most fun experiences I had. Because it was just all positivity. You know why? Because we didn't have a product. Our product were editors and their reviews and whatever articles they wrote. And people, you know, people, our audience were just excited and to be able to have the chance to speak with these editors they held up on a pedestal, right? So all I had to do was offer them opportunities to be able to speak with them or to be able to play games with them, and they were happy. However, when you're on the developer side of community management, it's give, 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 give. I want this. Take, 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 take. Yeah. So, I mean, games media community management is definitely where you would want to be if you're you want a nice <laughs> at least oh, getting started. Life. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> if you don't want to be jaded, it's more welcoming. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. <laughs> but if funny. you like to get beat up <laughs> and you think it's fun. <laughs> then I would say start out in development, <laughs> developer side community management. Oh yeah. my goodness. All right. <laughs> well, I wanted to, I uh, guess, go back to when we were talking about like uh, the stigmatized community manager and you were talking about like, I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't stigmatized, but just like the jaded or not jaded, yeah. but the, the, the folks that you didn't really jive with, uh, oh, the other community yeah. managers you didn't really jive with. They're not jaded. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm actually, I'm curious, like, what sort of mentality do you think those other, not the ones that you didn't jive with, the people that you you consider, like, the fanboys, fangirls, the people that are, like, the bad apples of community management? Well, like, I wouldn't what do you, say they're bad apples. They're just, they shouldn't be community managers. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't right. say they're bad apples. It's just... They may not be cut out for community management. <laughs> they're just not apples at all. Is kind of what you're saying. Like, yeah, they're, they're more they should oranges. Do something else they're an orange. Yeah, yeah exactly. uh, we don't want apple juice here. Get out. <laughs> you're saying. You're saying. What, what? What specifically do you think is like? What makes them not cut out? Is it just because they are like they don't have thick skin, or you don't? Is it just no, the opposite of the? I think it's more they side more with the players. Okay. And gotcha. and they take a more adversarial approach to communicating with the development team because the development team is really going to say no to a lot of the things you're trying to communicate uh, as a community manager from the community. And it's easy for anyone who who isn't used to that to feel like, oh my God, they're ganging up on me and they're just doing this because I'm a community manager, which may be the case <laughs> or may not be the case, but that's kind of why a community manager you know, may tend to side with the players more because like, I know what you mean. I'm trying to work with these developers and they're just not budging, but that's not what a community manager should be um, relaying to their community. You have to remain like, you got to be on, you got to play both sides basically, right? You got to be the ever-present diplomat. <laughs> gotcha. 
Cool. Um, I guess a little more about just some of the tools that you guys use, uh, others, mm-hmm. other than like Salesforce and mentality and all that stuff. But like, um, I know you mentioned you dropped a lot of <laughs> like uh, CM lingo that I had no idea what you were saying. Yeah, you did. You were like, like saying, you know, well, it was like interpreter marketing or whatever it was. And then release plans, no, content plans. I, I swear oh, you did not. Pl- okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's not. I mean, not I mean, I can, I can, community manager I can like, lingo. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can guess at what it is, but could you go into a little bit, uh, I guess, more detail of what a content plan is, what competitor research is? Oh, you know, yeah, what? sure. So competitor research is basically when you learn, a, well, when you first come into, well, when you first learn about what game you're working on, you want to be able to understand, are there competitors in this space, right? And what do their communities look like? What kind of content are they putting out on their social media channels? What social media channels are they using, right? Do they have forums and what do their forums look like? Are they doing uh, contests like uh, in the game or out of the game? Are, what, what type of uh, activity are they encouraging from their community? Are they active with their community or they just let them go, right? Do they not, ha- do they not interact with them at all? Um, and so that's kind of part of the research, right? So, for example, let's say, oh, I'm making a game that's similar to Clash of Clans. So I'm going to look at all. I'm going to look at Clash of Clans and see what they're doing, and I'm going to look up, okay, what other games are like Clash of Clans and see what their communities are doing. Because um, understanding, also understanding, like who their stars are, um, you kind of want to plot a <laughs> plot a path towards them and be like, hey, maybe you're interested in another game that's like this, right? To elicit their feedback so that you can make your game better. Uh, where maybe Clash of Clans is faltering, right? Because um, all of that information is useful and helpful to make a game successful. So it's kind of like infiltration almost <laughs> of uh, competitors. Yeah. <laughs> Espionage. <laughs> yeah. Um, spy thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And people are always willing to talk about themselves. And when you ask them... If, ask people for their opinions they're always willing to give them <laughs> and it's so you take it yeah. even take if you don't ask them they're going to give it to you yep yep and i'll take it all <laughs> <laughs> and compile it into a report <laughs> um other things so content plan a content plan is basically all the content you plan <laughs> i'm just using the same words <laughs> <laughs> yeah. using the word in the definition <laughs> minus <laughs> points yes <laughs> But it is what it is. It's a content plan. And it's basically all the posts that you plan to publish on all your communication channels um, to end users. And uh, it can be, you know, everyone has a different way about doing this. But you can do it months in advance, weeks in advance, sometimes days in advance. Sometimes you're only afforded that long (laughs) days to prepare for Mm -hmm. something. You just got to whip stuff up. So uh, it can be, you know, it's a combination of what you're planning to post in the forums, what you're planning to post on social media. And I highly encourage your content on social media to be different. I hate, it's like a pet peeve of mine when game companies post content on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and it's just the same. Because it's like, what value are you offering your users to follow you on all those different channels if you're just going to give them the same old stuff, Right. So, or maybe they yeah. use uh, like um, scheduler tools and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, 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 them. for sure. Yeah, yes. that's why. Sorry. Yes, is that what you want to know? Scheduler tools? <laughs> because um, <laughs> because that <Whoa>. also... <laughs> oh, no, is that what you're asking for? 
<laughs> no, no, that, but, that um, was good. Your your response was really good, and just like yeah. giving us a, the overview of like some of the things that you guys are doing from the day to day, which was really good, interesting to hear. Um, but also, you, uh, as you mentioned, scheduling tools. Yeah, those are important. Um, but you also have to be careful with when, when you schedule content because mobile games, especially, are very fickle. So you, <laughs> and so that's why sometimes I, I won't schedule out content more than a week in advance because things may change at a minute's notice and you're like, oh no, I've only got a minute before this post goes out. And you're like, oh my God, it's about a feature that's not, that's just been delayed another month, right? Yeah. So you have to be super careful about that stuff. But for schedule tools, um, you can use things like, um, well, for one, Facebook has an innate one. Um, but you can also use things like tools like Hootsuite or uh, Social Flow. Um, what is that one? All the cool kids are using Sprout Social. <laughs> I wouldn't Sprout. know. <laughs> yeah, Sprout. Um, actually, a marketing Salesforce's Marketing Cloud also does that as well. It's, the plat these platform tools that allow you to schedule. I feel like that's probably the simplest offering they 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 have. Um, What's more interesting about these fully-fledged social listening tools is their sentiment systems. And basically, no sentiment system is perfected. There is no platform that has a perfected sentiment system because um, it's really, really hard to gauge sentiment from just words, right? Especially when it's a machine taking it out of context. Because all you can do to build a sentiment system is say, okay, well, good means good and bad means bad. But sometimes good is used to describe bad things and sometimes bad is used to describe good things, right? That's true. <laughs> right? It's almost like you're building an AI, like a conversational yeah, like yeah. type of thing if you really yeah. want to do that well. Yeah, that's tough. That's very tough. But it is useful if there is an intact sentiment system because it can help, uh, it can prevent um, issues from snowballing into a crisis, especially for community managers. A community managers, a lot of it is about being proactive. And, and nipping uh, issues in the bud before they like they become colossal, like a bug, for example. It's so important to catch those bugs early on, and you actually do that with the assistance of customer service because you'll start to see tickets like skyrocket in like five minutes, and you're like, "Oh God, I got to get this to the dev team. <laughs> they got to get on this <laughs> before it's right before uh, a bunch of players start complaining about it, and then they go to social media like, "Oh my God, your game is broken. This sucks. I'll oh, fix it. Blah 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 blah." Right? You just don't want all that negativity on there. <laughs> One star, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They will hold your reviews ransom until you <laughs> fix the smallest bug. <laughs> That's too funny. Cool. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, I think we're, I think running out of time. I don't want to, we don't want to keep you guys, keep you forever. Uh, but I do yeah. want to, uh, some of our, a lot of our listeners wrote a couple of questions. I just want to rattle off maybe one or two uh, that sure. we thought were really good. Uh, one of them is, I think we may have touched on this, but, you know, as a link between community and developers, I'm guessing you hear a lot of feedback on your design. When do you decide that fans have a point and push the team to do something about it? Hmm. Well... When so if it's an issue that prevents players from, for example, okay, so you kind of have to create tiers, right, or a hierarchy. So if it's something that's going to prevent um, players from accessing any portion of the game, any feature of the game, or getting into the game, that of course is going to be prioritized 
and it's going to be number one on the list for the development team that to to fix right and it's easy for me to to position it that way because it's like oh my gosh we're losing x amount of dollars by the minute because this this issue is disallowing half of our players from um accessing the game or their data is corrupt right and they're just going to drop off because you because at least in mobile games players are extremely fickle and (laughs) for example if you're going through the first time experience which is technically referred to as tutorial and there's something wrong in there players will not give you a second chance be like oh this is broken i'm not coming back right and then okay so if it's design like more design than frivolous design like oh i'd like this or Mm -hmm. Is it something that is already in the game and they want it tweaked? <laughs> we don't know. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> is so is there any like? Is there any like? I guess I don't know. Like, if, say say it was like a new feature and it's it doesn't seem too hard. Let's just say if like there's a big enough volume of people like on some media channel okay. saying like we really want guilds or something and i'm just throwing that out there i have no idea what it could be so in in mobile the mobile game approach would be is i would find out who is so which players are vouching for it i would try to access their player profiles and see (laughs) whether they're spenders or non-spenders so that Ah. i can so that i can attribute a monet uh value a dollar value to it and be like Mm. hey so if i want to push it i have to do that right Mm mm-hmm Right, no, say. that that makes a lot of sense because that actually allows you to sort of quantify it and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. absolutely, mar- like you. these are <laughs> their guys that are going to like pay our bills, yeah. so we probably yeah. want to do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Well, yeah, Janine, thank you. This has been a very informative interview, and you've given us a lot of like awesome stuff. Um, is there anything like just like one last piece of advice or like a uh, thing you want to say about your job, yourself, what you do? Yeah. Ah. And what's the favorite part of being uh, yeah. uh, what's community manager for you? Oh, the fav- my favorite part? <laughs> well, my favorite part is probably coming up with content plans because I, I really enjoy that creative aspect um, as well as coming up with ideas for what the whole image, well, not just the image, but the feeling for all of the images are going to be. Just the whole creative process behind it. Um, and you sure you yeah. don't want to develop games? Yeah, I'm very I'm sure. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that's the one. That's yes. the most creative. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, community management. Fun stuff, guys. <laughs> cool. Awesome. <Don't... laughs> yeah, you got to be tough cookie. One tough cookie. There you go. <laughs> that's the last thing. Keep at it. <laughs> Don't let them get you down, people. Yeah, don't let them get you down. Don't let anyone get you down. Just, just have you guys seen that little potato image? It's like I'm what? a little potato. You can do it. No, I think you, you lost nope. us now. We're, we're oh, like those okay. people you don't drive with. Memes the kids yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really get you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that that, yeah. that should be my poster. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I gotta see this image now. <laughs> I'm gonna find it and send it to you guys. <laughs> right on. All right. Yeah. Uh, so thanks again, Janine, for joining us on the show. I'm sure our yeah. listeners are gonna really enjoy this one. Uh, I, hope I guess so. before we. <laughs> oh, they will. They will. Uh, before we're leaving, do you want to, is there a way if, if people wanted to contact you or maybe you don't want people to contact you, but <laughs> if you wanted, yeah, you could we, share we already, filter it. Well, you already gave them 
my name, so if they really wanted to find me, I feel like they could. That's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> no worries, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it may be better if we just like if they send it to the debug log, you have we can filter all that, and then if you yeah, we can send it to you if it's you know if you want to hear about it. Yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. Why? Well, we don't want her getting bombed. She just sent the tiny potato thing, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is it? I, I want to see. I'm it. a tiny <laughs> potato, and I believe in you. You can do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, again, thanks again, Janine. Uh, it was awesome having you on the show, and we really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. All right.